0: Hello, Powerful Leaders, and welcome to a brand new first episode of the year. I am so excited to be back on the show and bring you some of the best content out there. I want to wish you an amazing, happy 2024. I can't believe how fast time flies. Oh my gosh, but I'm so glad that we're here. I'm so glad that we made it. This is a fresh, brand new start to work on your dreams, work on yourself, to grow, to learn, to become better. And this is what the mission of this podcast is, is to help you, you know, bring in new perspectives and new stories and give you the best advice and tips and tools for you to become better. Because that's... Honestly, the goal is to always be 1% better each and every day. And I am so grateful that you are here, that you are listening. In today's episode, I am interviewing Talia. She's an amazing person that I met at a live event last year, and she's just a bright light in this world. She's a publisher and editor, she's a coach, a mentor. And she works with women to break free from their old patterns, overcoming fears and creating new and positive life narratives, as well as helping publish authors to bring their stories to life and publish their books pretty much so she does it all she's amazing and i cannot wait for you to dive in so without further ado let's hit it Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. I am here today with Talia. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> nice. I'm, I'm good. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Uh, we met last year at a live event, and your energy was so like magnetic and warm and friendly and we hit it off so well, the event. And I was like, I got to get you on the show so she can share her story. <laughs> so you. yeah, feel free to tell us who you are, well, what you first-
1: do. First, I just want to say I felt exactly the same way when yeah. you came to me at the event. So, like, I, it's all totally mutual. And I'm so excited that we get to do this because yeah. I've been really wanting to connect with you the last few months. So, same. Um, I'm Talia Pardo. I run, I'm the CEO and founder of Phoenix Rising. And Phoenix Rising has two branches there's Phoenix Rising Publishing and there's Phoenix Rising Mentoring. Um, on the publishing side, I started out as an editor and I've added e-publishing to my services as well, e-publishing and marketing. Um, so I can kind of get you from the story creation side of things, writing, editing, and then we can format and get your book onto online platforms and help you market it. And the other side of the Phoenix Rising mentoring is the soul mentoring and coaching side of things. And both of those, I mean, I so so I'll give you a bit of backstory. I spent uh, about 16, 17 years as a children's librarian in Montreal, and uh, then COVID hit right around the same time that I broke my foot and left my job. So I spent a year between surgeries and different physical ailments kind of immobilized and having to rethink my whole life uh, while we were locked down. you know, and like, how do I do this? And um, at the time, well, I I had met my boyfriend who's now my husband, but at the time I had been a single mother for like seven years to two little girls. So I was also trying to think about ways that I could be home more for my kids because I'd spent so many years working sometimes six days a week. Like I was just working long hours and not home for them. And I really felt like this was an opportunity to try and find something that I could, you know, get the best of all worlds and, and kind of, capitalize on shifting my career into something else so uh, I started with editing because I wanted to try to continue in with something I was very familiar with which is the book world and so I did some editing courses I worked with a literary agency as an assistant editor uh, to one of their YA agents for for almost a year and like that was the most incredible experience and I learned so much And I was like, great, I'm going to be a freelance editor and I'm going to start to work that way. And I can do that from home on my own hours. And I started doing that and I start and I really felt like something was missing, Mm. Uh, like my soul was missing something. And so, you know, at the same time, I've been on my own healing journey personally from Mm. about the time a few years after my divorce, where I really intensively have worked on myself and learned Mm. so much and grown And I really felt like I was at a point where I I just wanted to give back. Like I wanted Mm -hmm. to share what I had learned. I wanted other people to feel like I can make my life better. I can feel better about myself. I can change, you know, destructive patterns Mm -hmm. and habits uh, about myself. And so I I was like, okay, well, you know, why can't I add in life coach? I was always somebody who really liked variety. uh, So I can kind of juggle that with editing. And so I did my certification as a life coach and what i realized is both of those avenues really take me into relationships with people and people's stories and like, that's really what it's all about. So it's either the story as a coach or you're helping a person, you know, analyze and understand their story and their life story and try to rewrite or write a different, you know, new chapter, you know, kind of all of those lingos that, that slogans people can say, <laughs> rewrite your story, you know, start a new chapter, all of that, but really like in to apply it to their lives or. I can work with someone and help them literally write the story that they want to tell. You know, my expertise is in fiction. um, And an editorial relationship is really very similar to a coaching relationship with someone. Like when you're working with an author, you really have to guide them into bringing out from within them, you know, the best of the story and the best of the ideas. Uh, And the same thing goes with a coaching client, right? You really have to help them find the best of themselves and, and guide them through to their answers.
0: Yeah, so I love how both are so like connected, but they have different, you know, purposes. But I also want to know like the name Phoenix Rising. Like it's it's such a beautiful name. So where did it come from?
1: So that came really from when I was starting my my journey of of yeah. some awareness and kind of awakening to, mm-hmm. you know these patterns that are loops of, of behavior that I felt like I was stuck in and I wasn't mm-hmm. happy with myself and I was struggling with my kids as a single mother and things like that. And I started working with my own mentors mm-hmm. who are, I still adore forever. Um, and I think I came across probably a meme or something like that where you know it was it was relating the met- metaphor of the phoenix, right? Who become who's rebirthed out of the ashes mm-hmm. of their own death, right? So you have the cycles of birth. And death and rebirth, like death and rebirth in your own self when you kind of shed certain things about yourself and you learn and you grow and you kind of change, shift into a different little bit of a different person. But also the metaphor of sitting in the fire, Mm. that was very powerful for me because it can be so brutal and so painful to be very honest with yourself and face the things about yourself that really need to be addressed or witnessed or acknowledged. And, and there's sometimes like nothing you can do, but sit in it, right? Like you have to sit with those emotions and it, but it hurts. So that, that metaphor too, of fire sitting, of sitting in the fire, there would be times I would text a friend of mine. I remember, and I'd be like, I'm in the freaking bonfire right now. It's, burning and it's awful you know but then you know then the phoenix metaphor comes along and it burns away kind of everything that you, doesn't serve you mm. allows you to emerge stronger more you know resilient uh with a new perspective so all of that is tied in is tied into mm. the phoenix rising
0: oh it's Same. such a beautiful name i love it <laughs> and i love the symbolism and the, the meaning uh, but yeah like if you're open to it, I would like to know like, when was the last time you were in the fire and like, what did you learn? And like, what was the lesson?
1: Ooh, (laughs) there's so many. Like which one do I even choose? There's so (laughs) many. I mean, I find that I still continue Mm -hmm. to go through those cycles. Mm -hmm. I think that we're just more equipped, you know, Mm -hmm. as you learn more, you're just more equipped. You have more tools to cope with it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, there's even like times where I can sit there and guilt myself over past behaviors where, you know, when I was raising my kids, they were little, I was with my ex who was very volatile, you take on a lot of behaviors of people who are toxic. So I was very volatile at a lot of. Um, very, very angry outbursts. And like, I would just scream at my kids, I would outburst at my family. And, and there would be times where I would, you know, when I started to be aware of those that behavior and be like, that's just so not right, you know, and like, I would mm. then I would feel so remorseful about it and try to make it up to them. And I'd, I'd have to sit there and recognize like, you know, it's not the thing that that person did that got me angry. And that's why I exploded. You know, I had to recognize like, that's actually a good example where i had to recognize like, no, no, it's my lack of control over my emotions. Mm. It's my turning to anger instantly, you know, and then examining what is the anger telling me about? Is it making me feel not important? Is it making me feel neglected, unloved? not good enough. Like all of those things sometimes, right. At once it's never, it's not, doesn't have to be only one thing. Um, and so then it was okay. But then my reaction is so aggressive, you know, why does I, do I have to explode that way? And again, it's like, it's emotional regulation, but it's also self-preservation mm-hmm. of like, well, I'm not going to let anybody make me feel that way. So I have to like mm-hmm. hit back 50 times harder and so sitting with that and recognizing that like so many of the problems, if you want to say that, like I was seeing in my life were directly related to my own behavior, like issues mm. with my kids and their behavior or, you know, dis, you know, disconnect from my parents or my brother, you know, that I was having issues with. It's like, well, you know, my own behavior contributed to that. And so that I think was one of the hardest fire sitting moments for me is to realize like oh wow it's it's so me mm-hmm. I can change so much of that if I if I work on my reactions you know and stop you know taking I had I had safe responsibility
0: mm, yeah. yeah lots of self responsibility and yeah looking at yourself in the mirror and like it's hard to be like honest with yourself and be like okay like. <laughs> you know, this yeah. is what's going on. And like, I got to like, start like taking accountability and changing. Right. And, yeah, it's a big, big step. And so you, I, I mean, you help people with that in your coaching. Mm, yeah. And I wanted you, sh- you to share like a story of like a transformation with a client, like mm. something you're really proud of in your coaching.
1: Ooh. Okay. So
0: there's two clients that are coming to
1: mind that I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. There's one, she was a lovely, lovely single mom, mm-hmm. little boy. I think he was like three or four and she was just having so much trouble again, like with her mm-hmm. outbursts, you know, with him. Um, and we just, I just asked her to talk about like, what does it make you like, what is that outburst about? Like, what are you really mm-hmm. feeling? you know, when you, when you kind of, you know, we talk moms crazy or like moms lose their <laughs> shit, but, but like, what, what, what does that make you feel like? And, yeah. and it came down to where she was just like, I just feel like I'm just not good enough. Mm. And, and then it related back to her own mother making her mm. feel not good enough. And so once she started to understand the connection and, you know, in coaching, like we're, you know, the thing about coaching is the client has to come up with their own answers. It's not our place to say like, well, I think it's because of your mother, you know, it's (laughs) really just like, well, what does it make you think of? Like what, what other situations did you feel that way? You know? And so once she realized that she was really projecting that feeling that she used to have, onto her son. Um the next few sessions she would start she was telling me she's like you know I've really started to be able to pull back and like even if he's really making me feel that way like the first step sometimes with anger is really about like just pull yourself out of the situation. You know, cut the reaction out in terms of, and like you're still going to feel those feelings but at least like find a way to stop the the reaction first. If you remove yourself that's the mm. first thing and so she would say like mommy's going into the bathroom for five minutes or whatever <laughs> just to give yourself yeah, that disconnect from the, yeah. yeah and and because sometimes also that reaction is on such a loop it's such an automatic trigger mm. right, that like it's a button that gets pushed and then you're not even in control of it anymore so it's like to give that 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 pause, Um, is already kind of helps you start to be able to rein it back in and get perspective. So she, by like three or four sessions later, she was so, she would get on, she would get into our meetings and be like, I'm so happy things have been going so well with him. He's wonderful. He listens to me now, you know, and like he comes over to me and he'll be like mommy no yell I do this like whatever. in his like basic language, but like he was understanding her change in behavior too. And so
0: you know that's huge yeah it's yeah, huge i love it oh my gosh yeah yeah it's so like it goes so deep you know yeah. her triggers or anger yeah and, like yeah. Th- there's always like a rude cause mm-hmm. and it's like looking at what is causing this
1: yeah yeah, that's Ugh. what it's about. Well, and you know, I, I, the word trigger is so overused. I, I, yeah. I, yeah.
0: I don't like to use it. So what I try to say
1: instead, although I didn't just now, but like, <laughs> it's really, it's really like, it's a wound resurgence, right? It's like, it's yeah. an old wound that just comes right back up to the surface and behaves as though it's happening now, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's really, you know, I feel like almost more explanatory of what's mm-hmm. happening too.
0: Yeah, totally. Ugh. Such a good conversation. I knew this combo would be on fire. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Wait. Yeah. So I ask this to everyone who comes on the show, and I'm curious to know your answer. Okay. So for you, what does Mm -hmm. it mean to be a powerful leader? Ooh.
1: Well, that's like, what does power mean, right? Mm -hmm. So what's a powerful leader? I think for me, a powerful leader is someone who really embodies everything that they're trying to teach. Mm-hmm. Right. And everything that they're trying to pass on to others. So, and they can do it with like so much authenticity that it resonates in the people who see them. Right. Or who encounter them or who work with them. Mm-hmm. Um that that's where I think power really lies when we're talking about that. You know, it's, it's in your authenticity, it's in who you are, it's in embodying Mm -hmm. everything, all of your values and what your work stands for. When that, when like someone looks at Anna Patricia, (laughs) they know exactly what she's all about and they're so happy to like, to follow you or work with you or to to learn from you because they know that it's on solid foundations.
0: Mm Foundations—that's the key mm. here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> amazing. I love it. So, what would you say was like the biggest um, thing that you've learned so mm. far in your journey that you would love to share with our listeners who are maybe going through kind of the same journey that you've been on? Like, what's the most eye-opening thing you've learned during your time?
1: We're all just human. Like we, yeah. we really have to give ourselves grace and I've had to learn to do that for myself because I tend to be very hard on myself and very perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I expect a lot out of myself. And so when I don't kind of get there or if I falter, um, I make myself suffer. You know, like, so, so like, that's been the hugest lesson on this journey, that like the path is not a straight path. It's not a straight mm. path. You know, you'll have loops and dips and, and like regressions and, and like kind of go back and, you know, things also don't necessarily always go completely away. Like you may still have to revisit and, and acknowledge and re- deal with things continually. And the, the whole point i think is hopefully as you can conti- as you go on this journey you will gain more and more tools and perspective and insight so when it does mm. come back or when you do encounter a new similar situation or have to address something you're you're better equipped right and that's what helps to build your confidence and that's what helps to build your strength and your resilience to keep going i think but mm. lots of grace for yourself
0: oh yes really. <laughs> We're so hard on ourselves; it's crazy. So yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And men and women in different yeah. ways, right? Like the yeah. different standards we hold ourselves to. But yeah. like we're women are. I find so it's hard to find a woman I that I know that isn't hard on herself in some way. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, yeah. We're hold to such high standards and have it all together, and yeah, you know, that sometimes like it's okay to like. <laughs> yeah take a step back to chill yeah. to take care of yourself
1: yeah Please. to carry, cancel that appointment yeah. <laughs> do this you know uh, that was a big lesson for me too, to learn that like it's okay not to overwhelm yourself with a million things to do and it's also okay not to like fulfill every single thing you set for yourself like that, that's okay. You can reschedule or you can put it for tomorrow, you know, like yeah. that nothing is going to happen. If anything, you know, all that's going to happen is you give yourself a little breathing room, maybe mm-hmm. that's for your benefit and everyone else is around you too. So,
0: oh yeah. That little breathing room, like this is where you get creative, you get new ideas, you yeah. refresh more energy. Yeah. So it's so needed, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Awesome. So do you have, you know, like any last piece of wisdom, anything you truly want to share with our audience today? Mm-hmm.
1: I think, I think it was really in that, like that big lesson, like just give yourself grace mm-hmm. and, and remember that it's okay. You know, I think as long as you move forward in your life with like good intentions mm-hmm. um, and like goodwill and let you, you try your best you know, and you, you like love the people around you, like love the people who love you um, and appreciate that and be grateful for the things you have um, mm-hmm. and, the, and the people in your life, then I think everything in the end, like is okay. Like we'll be okay.
0: Yes. I always repeat that to myself. Yeah. Go to bed. I'm okay. Everything is okay. okay. We're okay. We'll be We're okay. okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Love it. So I know people are listening to this. They're like, oh, my gosh, Julia is amazing. I want to go follow her. I want to learn more about her services. So where can they go to do that?
1: So you can check out my website, which is Phoenix Rising Mentoring, and you can access both the publishing and the mentoring services on that site. Um, I'm also mostly Facebook and Instagram. So Talia now that I'm married, it's Talia Pardo Ricardo. If you look me up on on Facebook and Instagram, or uh, Talia Pardo Phoenix Rising uh, is all one word. You'll find me there. I do have a TikTok account, but meh, I haven't been so so active on it. Um, those are the the main main ways to find me
0: amazing well go follow talia you won't regret it she's amazing thank Thanks. you so much for coming. oh thank you
1: thank you for this <laughs> this has been a pleasure i love this conversation i can't wait to do more yes
0: yeah awesome thank you so much for listening to this episode of the powerful female leaders podcast if you love this episode make sure to spread the message leave a review and subscribe i would forever be grateful for you